Hello, people of the world, people of Earth, people in... Well, maybe you're not people. I was going to say people in, like, other planets, but maybe you don't consider yourself people. I know you don't consider yourselves aliens. I know we're probably the aliens, but... Anyways, welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sives. I'm your host, Natalia, and this is a podcast where we talk about self-realization, self-improvement, uh, esoteric knowledge, spirituality, thoughts on God, um, conspiracy theories, uh, news that happens to be really weird or trending, and we just kind of, we gotta put some kind of perception towards it, um, you know, cool stuff like that, guys, come on, you know, you know what this is about already, you know what it's about already, but for those who don't know what it's about, uh, well, welcome, welcome, we will gladly accept you. You must be wondering why I am, uh, playing such traditional, in-the-mood Chinese music. Well, that is because it is Chinese New Year today! It is February 12th, 2021, the year of the ox. Um, and yes, it is Chinese New Year. I won't be doing anything today because I work, which I'm upset about. Well, I can't be upset about that I work. I'm grateful I have a job. We, we gotta be grateful for the blessings, guys. I'm grateful that I got the money rolling in. But, um... No, uh, I would like to go to Chinatown today. I live in L.A. I, I highly doubt they're doing anything because of COVID. But I'm sure they're, you know, trying to sell their stuff out there and kind of do something. So I would love to be there. But I will not. I will be there tomorrow to see if they are doing anything. Um, and if not, I'll be there anyways. But, yeah, so well, wherever you are, I hope there might be a little celebration if you're interested in doing something like that. If not, there are plenty of virtual options that I do not know of, but I heard that there are. So check those out. <laughs> um, but yes, it is Chinese New Year. It is a time to, you know, get out, get rid of the old. A lot of people are, you know, cleaning their houses, you know, selling stuff, getting rid of, you know, the old year, things that we no longer need. Um, and ringing in the new year. But, um, yeah, hold on. My computer is about to, like, update or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, okay. So, yeah, it is Chinese New Year, so I'll be playing this lovely... Do you like this one? Do you like this one? I think it's okay. Um, but we will also, we will also be touching on Buddhism. Buddhism today, which is, and I have so much knowledge for you guys today. Like, I have so much stuff to talk about today, so... We won't be doing a card reading. I'm sorry. I wish I had a aww button, like a sad button, which I will soon. That, that's a good idea. I just thought of that idea right now. Um, <laughs> but aww. Yeah, we won't be doing a card reading this week. And I still haven't even done the February card reading um, because I haven't. I'm, I'm, I apologize, okay? Maybe I'll do it today. We'll see. Um... <laughs> And if not, we'll, we'll, we'll see next month. You know, we'll do a, a March one. But I'll try to get the fit. I have to get it out soon. You know, it's, it's, it's already almost the middle of the month. It actually is the middle of the, mo <laughs> the month because, uh, well, February ends on the 28th. So we're, we're basically halfway in. Um, I didn't even do a, year, a New Year card reading. Did I? I don't know what last month was. Was that, was that a New Year? I don't know. Um, but anyways, how are you guys? How are you? Oh my gosh, I completely forgot to ask. How are you doing? Answer me right now, like, out loud. How are you? Oh my gosh, that is so good to hear. I'm so glad to hear that you are okay. And if your answer was, 
not okay, then I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you perceive things like that because no matter how bad it is, this is inspiration music in the background, no matter how bad things get and how bad things feel, it is always okay. It is always okay because we are the ones who put the perception of it being bad onto it. It's not like this thing arose and it's like, I am a bad thing. Like, it's us saying, oh, this is bad. This is not something that I would enjoy. This is not something that I considerably like or, yeah, in, yeah enjoy. You know, you just, you just don't like it. And, um... I mean, just because you don't like it doesn't mean that somebody else may not like it. So does that make it good or bad? To that person, it's good, but to you, it's bad. So rethink how you are approaching life. Do you feel like your day has been bad? Has all this crappy stuff happened to you today? And you're just like, oh my God, I'm having a bad day. Well, be grateful. Find something to be grateful about. Whether everything's going to crap, what is one thing you could be grateful about? You have a house. You have a roof over your head. So many people do not have a roof over their head. And it's freaking winter where I am. Well, basically, it gets cold. And they're freezing out there. It's it's sad. Some people don't have anything to eat some days. Some people survive on bread alone in other countries. Or not even. Like, people have to go and donate food to people's houses. Like, we are so lucky that we get to go to a supermarket and purchase something. Or... That we have, like, government assistance if we're too broke to, you know, purchase something. You know, they give us food stamps or, you know, money that we can purchase food. We should be lucky that we even have these opportunities, right? So, I don't know. Those are some things that you could always play devil's advocate and be like, yeah, but this and that and that. Of course, you can do that with everything. But we should at least be trying to find some kind of uh, something to be grateful for in these times. Um... But yeah, so anyways, I, I hope you guys are well. Are you drinking water? Are you drinking good water? Are you dr keeping your water in glass or something that's not plastic? And if it is plastic, is it BPA-free? Do you even know what BPA-free means? Well, we actually, we deciphered the BPA in last week's episode of Sangha. So check out the, the beginning realms of that episode to find out what BPA means. Or you could just look it up on your phone. <laughs> um... Are you eating yummy, dark, leafy greens? Do you even like greens? If you don't like greens, are you are you getting, like, some kind of supplements for that? Or are you putting, like, the green powder in your smoothies? Or what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you doing... Are you, are you getting that greens in you? Those veggies? Those dark greens? The darker? The darker the green? The... Uh... I don't know. Healthier the... I don't know, green. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't even started that. I couldn't even finish. Anyways, okay, so we got water. We got greens and veggies. Do you do, do you do you manage your stress and feelings well? Are you taking a break? Are you learning to relax? Are you doing the things that you enjoy? Are you going outside and basking in the sun and grounding yourself and running barefoot in the grass and hiking mountains and oh I don't know what you enjoy but whatever you do riding bike skateboard whatever whatever do are you doing what you love are you doing what you love and if not how can you fit that into your daily schedule or weekly schedule at least um do you have nice friends are they giving you a 
well-rounded support system? Do you have somebody you can talk to? If you don't have somebody you can talk to, you can talk to me. I am open 24-7, not 365. No, I'm not. Actually, I sleep sometimes. And uh, I'm actually a pretty busy, busy person. Well, at least I try not to be, but, you know. Things are the way they are. But I am always open. My inbox is always open. At Natalia of Earth on Instagram and now on Twitter. <laughs> it's like a commercial. Um, speaking of commercials, an ad from our sponsors. Okay, welcome back, guys. So, I hope you guys are well. Um, I'm glad that you are well if you are well. And if you're not well, get well. Get well and get well soon. <laughs> um... In today's episode, uh, wow, you know what? You know what I did? You know what I did? I didn't even, you know, we, we got the message from our sponsors, and we didn't even play, play the theme song. It's 1032, we're all aligned here. Come on, baby, welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sifes. Third Eye Sifes. Third Eye Sifes. Okay, that is right. We're back. And you know what? You know what today we're going to be talking about? We're long due for it. And it is... Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. See? Look, uh, look at me. I'm jumping I'm jumping into the episode because I'm just so excited about all of the information I have for you. First, I have... I got a quick... A quick in, information. A quick, uh... Quick information. A quick, uh... How do you say? Quick blurb. Quick blurb about today's lovely holiday, since we are diving into Buddhism. But, you know, before we even before we even do that, before we even get into the, the Buddhism, um, today is Chinese New Year, yes. It is always done on the second new moon of the new year. Um, generally lasts 15 days. It's like a 15-day celebration. A lot of people go back to their homes in China to celebrate with uh, lots of food. Dumplings are, are a number... Number one thing a lot of people eat, as well, as well as long noodles. And if you cut the noodles, you have to, like, eat the whole noodle. Like, really long noodles, and then you have to eat the whole noodle. And if you cut it short, then it's bad luck. Like, you're cutting your life short. Because those long noodles are supposed to represent your long, prosperous, healthy life. So eat some noodles today, guys. Or go out for some Chinese food. And, uh, you know, eat some dumplings. Eat some dumplings and long noodles. A lot of people give money envelopes. I used to get money envelopes all the time when I was younger. Um, me and my parents, we would always go to the Chinese New Year in New York, because I'm originally from New York, and oh, I always loved it. It was always so cool. Like, the festival there is so cool. The parade or whatever you call it. Um, they would do so many things. I went to this, uh, flower flower thing. I don't know what it was. It was like a tent, and they were selling tons of different flowers and plants, and... This was all for, like, Chinese New Year. It's so cool, guys. It's so cool. If you haven't been to the New York Chinese New Year, I don't know how it is now because I haven't been since I was younger. Um, like, maybe, like, seven or eight. I think maybe the last time I might have been a little older. But, yeah, that was really it. But you get, like, these confetti firecracker things. Like, you... It's not even a firecracker. Like, you just pop it and then confetti just, like... Like, lots of confetti just flies out. There's confetti everywhere. Um... A bunch of like cool creature outfit costume things um 
But, so, the story, the story of this, uh, this holiday. Well, this is, I, I don't know if there's multiple stories, but this is a story I read. Um, it's a story of this creature, I don't know his name, um, I didn't write it down, honestly. But, it's this creature who would come to, like, this town in China, this village, and he would come every new moon. And he would, like, scare the hell out of the people and, like, destroy the place. And then, one time, this wise man came and said, ooh, look, this is how you scare off, like, the creature. You, he hates fire, and he hates loud noises. So then all the people came out, like, the next time, the next new moon when the creature would come, and they would bang on, like, drums, and they would have, like, torches, and they would wave the fire and make loud noises and play, like, loud music or whatever, and it scared off the, uh, the creature. So I guess it's a celebration of that the the fair fair not fairy tale but long long tale I don't think that's a word um, and then also as you may know every year is a different animal uh, of the the Chinese zodiac and that was made by some some emperor some emperor decided that he was like you know what let's make every year a year on the Chinese zodiac and everybody's like yeah yeah that sounds good um, but that was it. End of blurb. End of quotations. So, happy Chinese New Year to anybody who celebrates it and everybody who doesn't celebrate it. I wish you a prosperous New Year, um, as well as uh, every other year. So, now, now getting into this episode, we are talking about Buddhism today. I, I mention it, I feel like I mention it often, but not in, not as much, or not in a lot of details. So, in previous episodes, you can hear me mention uh, the Three Jewels a lot, or the Four Noble Truths, um, but that's pretty much all I really talk about. Now, we will be going into that, diving deeper into that, um, but oh, I just, I can't with this music. I don't know. That one, it just wasn't good. I'm not saying I don't like, you know, Chinese music. I'm just saying I couldn't with that one. I don't know what that was. Let's do this one. It's more relaxing. Get some Reiki, Reiki music in here, even though that's a uh, Japanese, but... Okay, so, Buddhism. First, you know, I have this whole entire lesson planned out for, for you guys, and I first want to say that Buddhism originally stemmed from Hinduism. Uh, so, this is something that is said often that um buddhism is just like it just it, it branched off of hinduism um so then like prince siddhartha Gautama, who is known to be the buddha um or is it Gautama? i don't think it's Gautama. i think it's <laughs> Gautama. 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 um he was indian so it says Buddhism it originated in ancient India, um, and then Siddhartha Gautama was was an Indian prince. So, and and probably like a lot of what he he learned was from Hinduism or yogis. Because when he left, uh, okay, if you guys don't know the story, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say in full detail. This is not part of the lesson plan, guys. Okay, like I have a full lesson plan. Um, <laughs> So, Buddha, he was a prince, and, yeah, he was a prince, and super rich, got everything he wanted, and this wise man came to the king, the prince's dad, Siddhartha Gautama's dad, and was like, your son is gonna be, um, 
you know, a, a very good ruler, very good prince, uh, or he once he leaves the castle, he will become the greatest spiritual leader of the world. And the king was like, there is no money coming out of that spiritual leaderism or whatever, so he is not gonna, he's not gonna be a spiritual leader. I will keep him in the castle, um, so that he doesn't be, and he could be a good prince, you know, he could be all wealthy and, you know, carry on the lineage. Um, and then, one day, when he got older, you know, he's been in the castle for years, or the kingdom, like, locked up in there, not seeing anything, like, getting everything that he wants, and then, I don't know what happened. One time, he... I think he just wanted to go out to the village. Um, and then he helped, like, one of his friends. Uh, he had one of his friends help him escape. And then they go to the village. And he saw somebody really sick. And I don't think he's ever seen sickness. So he was like... "What?" He asked somebody. He's like, what's wrong with that person? And they're like, oh, well, he's really sick. And soon all of us will be sick and we'll all die, like, basically. And then he's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, what? He was having, like, cognitive dissonance because, you know, what he's been told and shown his whole life is not, you know, matching up with what he's seeing or hearing or understanding. So he, he... he leaves. He's just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So he he try he goes back to the castle and be like, what is this blasphemy? And uh, he he passes by this this monk who has been on a spiritual journey to to awareness and and unity. Um, and he he seems so content and happy, and he's smiling. And this guy's and and Siddhartha Gautama is looking at this guy and he's like, man, how can this guy be so happy? When there's so much suffering in the world, like you're gonna die, everything you love, you're gonna, it's gonna leave, or you, it's not gonna last forever, and we're all gonna die someday or get sick. How could this guy be so happy? And that's what he decided to. He's like, I want to be like this guy. So he left the kingdom, um, and he was like, I, I'm leaving. I'm gonna see what a, what this guy is all about. And he went on a spiritual quest, his pilgrimage. Um, And I think he studied for, like, 40 years or 60 or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Oh, no, it was, like, 16 days, I think. I don't know. Something like that. Um, You could could look up the story, guys. I I don't know this from the top of my head, nor did I write it down. Um, But he, you know, he did... Oh, so, okay, this is what what happened, right? (laughs) So he went, and he taught... He trained with, like, these monks or, like, these super strict monks not strict monks but like they completely renounced everything like all of their material possessions everything like they become full renounced monks and they don't own anything and that was their way to enlightenment and then what the buddha had came to terms with himself was the middle path or the middle way which is finding a balance between that renunciation and materialism because it's like we don't all have to be renounced monks to attain this type of you know awareness or enlightenment but you won't find it in complete materialism and you know uh, gratification in the senses so he created the middle path and the middle middle way of balancing those two um and then he meditated under the bodhi tree for i think that's what the 60 or 40 days was or 16 days something like that and then he attained enlightenment. And then he gave his first lecture and it spread everywhere. Now, with that being said, um, 
Buddhism spread everywhere, everywhere. So there are so many different sects. There's so many different types of, of Buddhism that branched off from this. So many different teachings, so many different teachings that adapted from other teachings like Hinduism or um, esoteric religions or spiritualities that kind of integrate them. Um, so yeah, it, it went from India, it went to China, we all know, um, Japan, Korea, Thailand, uh, just most of all of Southeast Asia, uh, and eventually to the West. So we will be talking a little bit about the main, the main types, the main the main small types, <laughs> um, no, not the main small types, but the, the, a short, like a small amount of the main types, I guess you could say, uh, or what I, what I would say, um, so we will be talking about first the three yanas or vehicles. Now, when I looked into this, so the only two that I know that I knew of prior to, you know, doing my research for this episode was Mahayana and Theravada, um, and then I learned about Hinayana, and then, oh, of course I know about Vajrayana, which is Tibetan Buddhism. Um, so, first going into the three yanas, this, okay, this was, uh, this is Mahayana Theravada, and, wait, are the three, <laughs> are the three yanas the Vajrayana? Hold on, let's see, three yanas. Yeah, okay, it is Vaj Vajrayana. Doo -doo -doo. Chotomate kudasai. Okay, yeah, it is. Okay, so backtrack on that. Let's completely ignore the three Anas, okay? First, we're going to talk about this Mahayana, Theravada, and Hinayana. Now, I had no idea what Hinayana was before I did, before I did any of this. Um, so first, we'll talk about Mahayana, which is, the, I feel like, the most popular sect of Hinduism. I mean, Hinduism, oh my gosh, of Buddhism. Uh, because so many branches that is known to the West stems from Mahayana. So... Mahayana is, another way of saying it, is the great vehicle. Um, and they, they actually kind of focus on idol worship. So they see, like, the Buddha as a god, um, or see his teachings as eternal. That, that he was, like, this guy who came down from the heavens to, you know, share this knowledge. And, you know, he'll, he'll continue to do, to do so. Now, this... Uh, actually kind of goes hand in hand, um, not hand in hand, but it, it would kind of confirm, uh, the interconnectedness of Hinduism and Buddhism. So in Hinduism, it is said that the ninth avatar of Lord Vishnu is actually Siddhartha Gautama or the Buddha. Um, let's see, avatars of Vishnu... I believe it is the ninth because Krishna is the eighth. Let's see. Let's 
Let's see. Okay, yeah, so wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, yeah, so the seventh incarnation of Lord Vishnu is Brahma. Eighth is Krishna. And ninth is the Buddha. And then tenth is Kalki. Just so you know. Okay, so this would kind of make sense uh, with Mahayana because, well, Lord Vishnu is a god and his incarnation was the Buddha. So this this, you know, it seems a bit familiar. Um, Mahayana believes in mantras. Its main principles were based on the possibility of universal liberation from suffering for all beings. That's why it's called the great vehicle. So they're, they're, the main kind of goal, um, because when Buddhism first spread, it, it spread into two main types. Um, and Mahayana, that, that one kind of wanted to make enlightenment accessible to everybody it's saying like oh yeah everybody could do this you don't have to you know do certain strict things such as you know renunciation and all of that um complete renunciation um to attain this liberation so mahayana's goal was for it to be universal liberation uh for everybody some subsects of mahayana would be zen buddhism which is uh one of the main sects that my first introduced introduction to buddhism and my main interest my main practice sect practice i don't know however you say it um of buddhism another one is nichiren buddhism which i actually have a friend who is uh part of nichiren buddhism i had no idea this even existed until i met her because she told me she was buddhist but i didn't know um about nichiren and nichiren is kind of like it's like a i want to say like a people's buddhism uh, and, you know, she had no idea about what the Four Noble Truths were or the Eightfold Path. So that's not really a focus in Nichiren. Um, they are based off of teachings of a Buddhist priest, I think in the 13th century, um, of Japan, I believe. Um, and that priest's name was Nichiren. Uh, another subsect would be Jingtu or Pure Land, uh, Guan Yin. A lot of different uh, Japanese subsects, including Shugendo, which is a mix between Shintoism or Shinto, uh, Taoism, and Omyodo, which is a system or natural science, astronomy, almanac, and magic based on the Chinese philosophy of yin and yang. So the, see how there's so many inter, you know, kind of connectedness. Um, there's so many different subsects of of Buddhism. Um, especially Mahayana, different kind of uh, subsects. Um, okay, and then there is Theravada. Theravada is the teaching of the elders. Uh, and then we have Hinayana, which is the small or lesser vehicle. And this one follows original teachings, and they believe that Buddha was just a regular guy who spread the wisdom um, to attain nirvana. So I'm going to read to you a small little clipping I found online about Mahayana, Hinayana, and Theravada compared. So, Mahayana, as you know, as I mentioned, means great vehicle. Hinayana means small vehicle or lesser vehicle. Theravada means teaching of the elders. Now, Mahayana and Hinayana began not as separate schools, but as alternative intentions and goals, which were a matter of personal choice. So, basically, you could just, it's just different ways, different paths that you can take, and whichever one you prefer, then that's that one. 
The adherents of each lived and practiced together. It took many centuries for those differences to coalesce into different schools, which eventually spread into different geographic areas. The Theravada school of Buddhism, which is found in Sri Lanka and most of Southeast Asia, should not be called Hinayana because Hinayana originally referred to the commitment of individuals, not to a school of Buddhism. Later, it became incorrectly used as an inappropriate or pejorative term for the Theravada. Theravada is sometimes referred to as Southern Buddhism, while Mahayana is called Northern Buddhism because it can be found in China, Korea, Japan, and Tibet. Now, I will talk about Vajrayana, which is the Tibetan, or it's called the Diamond School, or the Diamond Way, which is Tibetan Buddhism. Um, And it was originally exclusive to Tibet. This is also known as Tantra Buddhism, or Tantric Buddhism. Um... Vajrayana, along with Mantrayana, Guhya Mantrayana, Tantrayana, Tantric Buddhism, and Esoteric Buddhism are names referred to Buddhist traditions associated with Tantra and Secret Mantra, which developed in medieval India and spread to Tibet. Vajrayana, the Diamond School, originally exclusive to Tibet, um, in 20th century CE, the Chinese occupation of Tibet forced it out of the country, Bu, um, emphasizes the permanence of the Buddha's teachings as symbolized by the Vajra, or thunderbolt, a ritual implement used for ceremonies, employs tantra, techniques to reach enlightenment quickly, and focuses mainly on lay practitioners. So, Vajrayana is very very esoteric I would feel compared to you know just like simple thoughts how do I say simple thoughts like the basis of like what you learn about Buddhism um like oh you should do this or you should do that like stuff like that it goes I feel like it, it goes way deeper than that that's why it's you know, kind of tantra, and there are mantras involved. So it, it is, it goes deeper more into that spiritual sense, I feel. Um, so the Mahayana uses Sanskrit as its main language, and monistic and lay followers work for the liberation of all sentient beings, making compassion and insight its central doctrines. And then Theravada is the only remaining school from the early Buddhist period. Its central texts are in Pali, the spoken language of the Buddha, and its exclusively monistic devotees strive to become enlightened for their own liberation. Wow, how selfish, guys. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was just a a quick um quick kind of uh information uh upload. Um <laughs> uh, but anyway, so when I was saying what the three yanas, the three yanas are the Maha like Mahayana, Theravada, and Vajrayana. I, that's why, what I'm confused, you could do more, if you're very interested, you could do more research into this. I was trying to figure out, like, where, like, why are there three Yanas, but then what happened to Hinayana? Like, why isn't that included? And then I also heard that Vajrayana is a subsect of Mahayana. I don't know, guys. See, like, the, if you're very interested, you, you can look at it. It's, it's so in-depth. That's what it is. Like, 
preparing for this, it was just like, what do I say? What do I say? Like, that can get the most, you know, information out. But, you know, not dive so deeply into it. Because it's like, as you keep going, you just keep getting, like, pulled in. Like, super pulled in. Um, yeah. It's just... It's it's intense. Like, it's, it's like Hinduism. Like, it stems from Hinduism. But Buddhism itself is just so... Like an octopus with like infinite arms or something. It just bra- like everything just keeps branching out until like it's so many different things. It's insane. It's insane. But anyway, so those were I, I guess you could say the main four. I've never heard of Hinayana. Um But so then okay, so when I looked up Hinayana, it said that it was a synonym for Theraveda. And then that's what I read to you that said, uh, it's uh, how do you say? like un uh, untrue like it's not true like it's usually confused um to be you know synonyms for each other but they're not um so yeah that is uh that was a bit about those so now we will be talking about going into the tea teachings um firstly the three jewels now i've mentioned these times before i mentioned one of them and there was a complete episode last week's episode songha was one of the whole episode was made about one of these three jewels. So, the three jewels. What are they? They are... Oh, and this is something that the Mahayana and Theravada, both schools, agree on, that there are these three jewels. Now, Mahayana, I think they have a fourth scripture or jewel or something. I don't know what it is, but I heard that they do have, like, a fourth one or something um, that Theravada doesn't acknowledge. So, the three jewels is the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. The Buddha is the teacher, the one speaking this. Uh, The Dharma is the teachings, the things that are being spoken by the Buddha. And the Sangha, the community, the people of the people who are being taught by the Buddha. People being taught the Dharma by the Buddha. Um, So, those are the three jewels. And they're equally acknowledged as, you know, one and the same. They are one and the same. Um... So the Sangha is the same as the Buddha, is the same as the teachings. Now, going into the Four Noble Truths. Four Noble Truths. Mm. Four Noble Truths. This was the first thing. It took me a while to learn the Eightfold Path. Um, well, by, like, to memorize it. Um, but the Four Noble Truths was something that I used to flaunt around when I was young, when I first got on my Buddhist path. Um, I was a sophomore in high school. And, uh... You know, 15. I was 15, guys. 15, 15, saying, I'm a Buddha. And every time something would happen to someone that was undesirable or, like, people would get upset about something, I would always say, Dukkha, Dukkha. I would always say that. Now, what is Dukkha? Dukkha is the first of the Four Noble Truths. Dukkha means suffering exists. Suffering is inevitable, inevitable in this lovely life that we call samsara, the illusion, or these endless cycles of suffering, birth, and death, and rebirth. Um, so that's what it is, dukkha. Suffering exists. Suffering is a thing. Uh, the sec is samudaya, which is of this dukkha rises with tanha, 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 which is craving, desire, attachment. So the reason, so the reason, the origin of this suffering, this dukkha, is tanha, craving, desire, attachment. Moving on to the third, we have niroda, niroda, 
which is cessation of this dukkha can be attained by letting go or renouncing tanha. So the end of this suffering, this dukkha, um, is attained through tanha or this craving or attachment desire. So basically you will escape suffering if you just let go suffering, if you just let go of the things that make you suffer. And then lastly, magha. Maga is the eightfold path, is the way to renunciation of tanha and ending dukkha. So basically, like, this is the way. So there is one, suffering exists. Two, the reason for suffering is attachment. Three, if you let go of attachment, then you will, you know, escape suffering. And then fourth, the way of doing this, of letting go of attachment and ending suffering, is the eightfold path. Now, this, this opens the curtain to the lovely dun-dun-dun Eightfold Path. I kind of talked a bit about it, uh, the second episode ever of this entire podcast, and it's called The Yoga Types, or... I kind of talked a bit about it, uh, the second episode ever of this entire podcast, and it's called The Yoga Types, or... Entire podcast, and it's called The Yoga Types, or... The main yoga types, four main yoga types or something... And then I don't think I named the yamas and the niyamas, but I didn't go into it because I was going through like the four main types of yoga. Um, but this does really remind me of that. So it could be, you know, an adaptation of that since Buddhism does kind of stem from Hinduism. So the Eightfold Path. Now, this is a way of basically a- attaining enlightenment. This is how you and it can be kind of broken down into three, three little sections there's ethical conduct, mental discipline, three little sections. There's ethical conduct, mental discipline, and then wisdom. Now, this definitely reminds me of the yamas and niyamas because yamas and niyamas are kind of, you know, divided like that where they're like, okay, this is the ethical, and then this is the way you treat yourself, this is the way you treat others. Uh, so we'll start off with wisdom. So the first of this Eightfold Path is right view or right understanding. Samaditi. This is right view. This is the understanding that suffering exists. This is right view, right understanding. Understanding that suffering exists. Understand the cause of suffering. Understanding the end of suffering. Understand the path that leads to the end of suffering. So this is basically right view or right understanding is basically the understanding of the Four Noble Truths. You understand that suffering exists. You understand that the reason for suffering is attachment. You know that there is an end to suffering, and that end to suffering is the Eightfold Path. So this is right view or right understanding. The second is right thought. Sama Sankapa. This is right thoughts. Have right thoughts. This is thoughts free from sensuous desires. Thoughts free from anger. Free from ill will. Free from hatred or cruelty. Going into the ethical conduct <laughs> um, is right speech. Sama vaka. Right speech is speech free from lying, free from slander, free from harshness, free from gossip. The next would be right action. Number four, right action. Sama kaman- kamanta. Kamanta. <laughs> Sama kamanta. Action free from harming or destroying life. This is 
free from action free from stealing or taking what's not yours and action free from sexual misconduct as always that's also something that's in the yamas and yamas a lot of spiritual teachings or guidelines do mention uh to not engage in sexual misconduct um okay so number five would be right livelihood right livelihood sama ajiva this is free from trading arms and weapons free from trading living living beings or you know sex slavery buddha was really big on on that it must have been like a a big problem i mean it's a big problem now but you know he saw it as a big problem so he made this uh, a part of you know one of the eight no eight eightfold path truths <laughs> which is right livelihood so do not like your life should be free from trading arms and weapons trading living beings trading meat and animals this is slaughterhouses guys okay We're, this is people raising animals and selling them to slaughterhouses that's trading meat or animals um which we engage in all the time if we eat meat uh trading intoxicants this is like drugs and yeah probably just drugs um or anything drugs and alcohol trading poisons and harmful chemicals so this is just poisons harmful chemicals nukes um but also that's a weapon um yeah anything harmful guys just be free from that uh so then going into wisdom number six would be right effort sama vayama this is effort to discard evil that has arisen so if there's evil that you know arises you got to be a superhero and put the effort in to discard of that evil the next would be effort to prevent unarisen evil so even if it hasn't arisen yet but you kind of have a feeling it's gonna arise or you kind of know it's arisen um you gotta put in the effort to prevent that then the next would be the effort to develop unarisen good so maybe that good isn't there but you gotta put in the effort to make it arise then the effort to promote good that has already arisen so that good has arisen it's your time to you know put in the effort that is already here seven would be right mindfulness sama sati constant mindfulness with constant mindfulness with regard to the body this is kaya regard to feelings or sensations this is vedana regard to activities of mind and thought this is chitta and then regard to the dhamma which is ideas thoughts conceptions and things so putting in the awareness being aware of your body this is constant mindfulness for body This is constant mindfulness with regard to the body, being aware of your body, everything that you do. This is being here now. This is regard to the feelings that arise in you, regard to the the stuff that goes in our mind, all the blah 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 blah. This is called chitta, the non-stop chatter in your mind, chitta. And then regard to the dhamma. These are ideas, thoughts, conceptions, things, things that just arise you know our judgments or how certain things be aware of that as well and then finally finally eight we have right concentration this is sama samadhi now this is basically the end result this is 
after you do all of these things, and this is why it also reminds me of the yamas and niyamas, because the last of the yamas and niyamas is samadhi, which is enlightenment, nirvana. And yeah, so right concentration, sama samadhi, is single-mindedness, that single-pointed awareness, just concentration on that one thing. And, you know, to reach this, this is the use of right effort to keep the mind focused on a single object. Um, Using right mindfulness to be aware of the distractions and aids to concentration and then putting in the effort to eliminate them. And then it's also mentioned in Red Concentration, developing the states of jhanas in the mind. Now, jhanas I'm not going to go into because that in itself is also um, a, 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 deeper, a deeper thing, a deeper topic. Um, but jhanas, J-H-A-N-A-S, if you are interested in looking into them. Um... But yeah, so those are the eightfold, that's the eightfold path, guys. So I'll go down them again real quick. We have right view and right understanding. Right thought. Right speech. Right action. Right livelihood. Right effort. Right mindfulness. And then finally, right concentration. This is also known as meditation, right meditation, right concentration. Um, so yeah, that those that those were that 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 those um, that was okay. That was just an intro to Buddhism, guys. Now I, if you'd like, um, I can go deeper into very like little sub. Like if you want, I could do a whole episode on the jhanas, or I could do an episode on. Like, each one alone, maybe? And then... Yeah, or, like, a certain subsect that you guys might be interested in me talking about. We can go uh, a little deeper into. Um, But, yeah, there's so much. And it's so crazy because, like, I went through all this stuff, right? And I have, like, all this here. And then... It didn't even... Like, I thought it was going to be way longer. I thought this whole episode was going to be way longer, so that's why I didn't do the card reading. Um, but look at us. We're... What is this? 46 minutes in? We're, we're okay. We're doing okay, guys. And look, it's 11-11, and the last time I checked the clock, it was 1. So, we are in tune, guys. Welcome. Welcome. This is Third Eye Sives! <laughs> where we are... Where we are always in tune. God is just always here listening to us, and he's he's just... You know, helping us spread the wisdom. Spread the wisdom of the Buddha. Um, so, that was pretty much it, guys. That was the intro to Buddhism. Happy Chinese New Year. Uh, Buddhism did not come from China, but it did become a very major uh, spirituality or religion in China before the Communist Party took over and destroyed all of the temples of Buddhism and all of that, sadly. Um... But, you know, we can't blame it on, we can't blame it on the people now. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, a lot of, like, ignorant people now, um, completely agree with the Chinese Communist Party, but I just, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't know, guys, because that's a matter of opinion. Like, hey, if people like being part of the Communist Party, 
then they like that's what they like to do who, who am I to say anything you know there are a lot of people who are not Chinese who are like or no like Americans I think or like at least British people like European people who actually want to be communist now communist communism um appeals more to you know the people who want those equal rights because okay well if you guys know what communism is this is basically everybody makes the same pay rate uh, as the next so like a super poor person can make the same amount of money as like the richest person ever that doesn't make sense um <laughs> like somebody who's like a like a, a market seller i don't know somebody who sells like stuff at a market can make the same as like a lawyer or a doctor that's what i understand communism to be well that's what i learned in school i haven't researched into communism but that's why i feel they appeal to you know the the less the less fortunate or those who uh aren't lawyers, I guess, (laughs) market sellers, um, but yeah, so I don't know why, like, people of the Democratic Party would want to be communists, I guess because of that, like, so they can make the same as somebody else, but then, then the rate's just gonna be low, like, everybody's just gonna make a low amount, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me, it, it makes sense to other people, change my mind, guys, you'll see me at the, at a, um, booth, and it'll say, I don't understand why people want to be communists. Change my mind. <laughs> you know, you got to change my mind. So, and then help me, help me understand. Help me understand. So then I could, you know, spread, spread the excitement about this. Um, but anyways, we can't blame it on them, guys. Like, for, you know, destroying the lovely uh, temples and, and Taoism. Come on, Taoism, guys. Taoism... Lao Tzu, he's a Chinese philosopher. Taoism was birthed in China. That, you know, it's so... Ah. You just wish, you know, you just wish you can go back to, you know, those ancient Chinese times. Travel in the mountains. There's, like, mountain travelers. This is what I dream of, okay? I don't really care about, you know... It, it could be Japan, it could be any place any place and like just naming like Asian countries um you know those those ancient Chinese arts that you see the sages walking in the mountains ah what a dream what a dream but anyways maybe maybe we'll revert back to that one day or China will revert back to that one day maybe the communist party will fall and and they'll rebuild the temples and spirituality will be reborn and you know we could only hope, but I mean, who am I to hope for that? Like, I'm not freaking Chinese. I don't live in China. Like, what if nobody in China wants that? Like, then you know what? Do what you want. <laughs> who am I? Just anyways. Enough about that. Let's leave my little, my little mini rant or craving for a uh, craving for craving for a uh, craving for ancient China to be reborn. Um. So, anyways. We will end this episode, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) This has been another episode of Third Eye Sifes, where we talk about, well, look, look what we just talked about this whole episode. Did you like this episode? Let me know. Share it with your friends, guys. Come on. People who need to know about Buddhism the right way. No, I'm joking. There is no right way. Um... There is a middle way. 
God, that was a Buddhist joke, guys. Come on. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, share, share with your peoples. Uh, if I said anything that was misinforming, please let me know. My Instagram is at Natalia of Earth. N-A-T-A-L-I-A of Earth, this planet Earth. And you can now follow me on Twitter, too, because I got locked out and banned from Twitter for, like, a full week. Because I put my birthday by accident. And I've had Twitter since I was, like, ten. Um, nine or ten. No, probably ten or eleven. And you're supposed to be 13, at least 13 to create a Twitter. And I mistakenly put the year I was born. And then I got locked out of my Twitter. And they were going to keep it locked forever. So I had to submit my ID. And then they deleted everything that I ever did before I turned 13 or while I was 13 or whatever. Um, And then they gave me back my Twitter. So I'm back on Twitter, guys. It's also Natalia of Earth. If you want, I'm a writer. You can check out my blog. (laughs) It's thewritingsofnatalia.wordpress.com. Um, and then, yeah, just freaking listen to the podcast, guys. Share, share information with me. Talk to me. Talk to me. What do you, what do you want to talk about? Um, oh, wow. Look, I found, I found our self-care list and I found my little intro paper. Wow. How great. Um, well, to close off this episode, I usually close with the Tao Te Ching, which is Chinese, you know, but we... I got this Buddhism day by day that my friend gave me. And, you know, I was going to start every episode with this starting New Year's. Or I was going to do, like, a different podcast where I did, like, a different page of this book. Because it goes by each day of the year. Um, and then I started reading it. And I was like, should I do this? And some of the stuff I just don't like in it. So, I'm like, I'm not going to share this with people. Um, but, you know, just... It is what it is, guys. So, I I went to today's date in this book. This is called Buddhism Day by Day, Wisdom for Modern Life by Daisaku Ikeda. My friend gave this to me, the one who is Nichiren Buddhist. And this is... I think this guy is either... This is like the... This guy is Nichiren. Like, this is a Nichiren Buddhism book. Um... So, anyways, I'll read to you what it says for February 12th. It says, You may have fundamental questions about yourself and your identity. Who am I? What should I do with my life? It is quite natural to feel unsure about the best way to proceed. If you haven't yet decided on your future course, I feel the best thing is just to concentrate your energies on what you need to do right now. And gradually your full potential will emerge. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, you know what? I'll even close it. I'll even close it with, with the Tao because, you know, Chinese New Year, guys, we gotta, we gotta live in, we gotta do it all. We gotta do it all. Okay. Okay, let's do this. This is verse 25. Again, I'd like to thank you for listening. And let these words seep into your... Seep into the depths of your soul. (laughs) Something mysteriously formed. Born before heaven and earth. In the silence and the void. Standing alone and unchanging. Ever present and in motion. Perhaps it is the mother of 10,000 things. I do not know its name. Call it Tao. For lack of a better word, I call it 
great. Being great, it flows. It flows far away. Having gone far, it returns. Therefore, Tao is great. Heaven is great. Earth is great. The king is also great. These are the four great powers of the universe, and the king is one of them. Man follows the earth. Earth follows heaven. Heaven follows the Tao. Tao follows what is natural. Namaste.